It is so good, you all. I have been cocooning in the presence of the Lord. This is my first time back in the house in a minute. So it is so good to see everyone smiling faces. And uh, I just praise God. I was just walking in the building this morning, praising God for this building, for this ministry, that we even have the space to come and social distance together. So I am so uh, excited about this message today. So I have an assignment today, and the Lord titled this, The Treasure Map to the Kingdom of Heaven. And we've been in a series about the good news, the good news of the kingdom gospel. And we have made the transition over a year ago, almost two years ago, from the gospel of salvation into the gospel of the kingdom. And as I was worshiping this morning with incredible worship music from this team we're so blessed to have, I saw glass ceilings above our heads. And I saw that today is the day that those glass ceilings that have felt like we're doing everything we know to do, there's a glass ceiling that is breaking today so that we can access the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. And so I'm so excited to uh, do some ushering this morning and just want to continue to encourage us to stay focused, to stay steadfast. And I was, as my husband and I were driving here this morning, the Lord said, I've put you all on a global timeout. And I was like, well, that's a way to think about it, Lord. A global timeout so that he can reorder and bring his kingdom government into the earth like we have never seen before. So be encouraged. I know it looks a little crazy out there, but in here, all is well. And so today we're gonna to talk about the treasure map to the kingdom. And when Murray reached out and said, Erica, can you preach on the 23rd? My thing is, Lord, it's not me. What message do you wanna bring? And so he talked about, and I asked the Lord, what are you up to? And he said, I'm reordering things. So people can come into full submission and alignment with my will, my way, and my timing. And so I'm so excited about this concept of kingdom. And so one of my assignments, I use that word a lot, you hear, hear that this morning, is to make sure that we're clear what kingdom is, how to access it, and most of all, how to bring it forth because all of us have what I call a kingdom assignment. And I want you to imagine for a minute with me that every single Christian knows their purpose, knows the corner or the part of the kingdom they're supposed to build, has full resources to build it, and is so solid in certainty of their identity that nothing of the world, no one, no thing, no relationship, whether you have or have not, whether they're there with you or not, that you are focused and complete the assignment for which you were born in this time. That is what God is up to. And I know he's been speaking to you because we're all in time out right now. And I, I remember timeouts because my daughter, she's 25 now. We've got four children between us, uh, 27 down to 13. And when the kids act up, you put them in timeout. 
There's something they're not getting. There's instruction I'm bringing as a parent. There's something I need you to submit to, my child, because you may not know what's best for you, but I do. And I'm going to sit you down for a minute to think about it. And I'm going to sit you down in a minute, for a minute, until you can get it together and get it back in alignment. And then we say something to the effect of, and you'll be in the corner for 20 minutes or until you're ready to behave. We're in a global timeout. I hadn't heard that. I was like, that's just, oh. So this is a precious and sacred and sanctified time. And if you watch too much news and you get too involved in the conversations that are earthly realm, we don't do earthly realm, we do kingdom realm, then confusion can leak in and fear can leak in and uncertainty can leak in. So today we realign. Today we remember. And today we come back into alignment. We move into that one of the most powerful fruits of the Spirit, one of the mis most misunderstood fruits of the Spirit, and it's meekness. Meekness is not weakness or submission to another man. It is full obedience and submission to God. That no matter what, we will do what thus says the Lord. So I want to do a little teaching this morning so we are crystal clear. Because the word speaks of the kingdom of heaven and it speaks of the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but I learned they were the same thing. Oh, they're just the same thing. No, they are not. They are reflections of one another. The kingdom of heaven is the already done kingdom that exists in the heavenly realm. And the kingdom of God is us receiving the divine instruction and operating in full obedience to bring it forth in the earth to become the manifested kingdom of God. So as I was praying on today's message, the treasure map to the kingdom of heaven, I want to be really clear. We're called to access the fullness of it right here and right now. Growing up Baptist, I was taught, you suffer now because all your rewards in the heavenly realm. And it's okay if you don't have, you're going to praise God anyway. And it's okay. All of this stuff that I had to detox from that spirit of religion and realize that God's absolute intention is for us to access the fullness of the kingdom of heaven right here and right now. So the question opens up that we say, Lord, how do we do that? I've been trying the best I know how. I've been doing inner healing for 37 years. I've been doing this. I've been working. I've been praying. I've been calling out any instruction I receive, Lord, I go back. And so today, we break the glass ceiling. And we all, I just decree and declare in the name of Jesus, from this moment forward, we will have full access into the kingdom of heaven. And we will line up with the scripture in Matthew 6, 33, the, the first one I ever learned. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and, all, and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Some version says, and rest will be added unto you. And I want to just get back to profound basics today. Because I don't know about you, but the world can make you want to seek the things in the world just a little bit. 
The world can make you want to seek relationships and, and try to overcome whatever trauma and wounding we've all been through. But when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything falls into place in due season. So let's talk about what the kingdom is. The gospel of the kingdom is about being healed. It is about being delivered from anything of darkness that is not like Jesus that snuck in through that heart space. It is about power. And ultimately, it is about ruling. This is the time where we've moved from the gospel of salvation and the lamb, mastering the lamb part of Jesus into that roaring lion that we all carry within us. Here's the good news. It's up to us. Here's the bad news. It's up to us. This is a time that God is bringing forth the government of heaven in the earth. And I, I was taught that was the fivefold ministry. A teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, an apostle. That was reserved for those called into ministry. It was a title. But I'm here to tell you that it is the definition of God's government in the earth. And until we come out of our child being tossed to and fro by every doctrine, every circumstance, every broken thing in the earth, we don't even graduate spiritually into God's government. That's why we must break the glass ceiling because all of us, the entire body of Christ has a position in God's government. The question is, where are you called to walk it out? And this is a time that God is getting his government in place in the marketplace. And so gone are the days, y'all, that we come to church to operate in the government, inside the four walls. We've all noticed that God has done a little shaking up. We've all noticed that the walls of the lowercase c church have fallen. And now God is calling forth us to be the church like never before. When you're sitting in isolation, in our masks, which I'm still tripped out about, but anyway, when I'm sitting in isolation, you have no choice but to go within. You have no choice. Even if the kids are driving us crazy. I was at a meeting the other day and uh, one of our members was asking for prayer. She's like, pray for us. Our boys are out of control. Me and my husband don't know what to do. And so even in that, God is speaking. And so we have to understand who are you in the kingdom of God, the governmental kingdom. And I'm going to drop some how-tos in here because I'm so tired of us teaching the possibility without the process. So the first thing I want us to start doing, if you not, have not begun already, is to shift the questions you're asking God. Do not be like the heathens asking for the things the Father already knows you have need of. And begin to ask kingdom questions 
Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What questions are you asking God? He's got you protected. He's got you provisioned. He's got you covered. He's got you safe. He's got you sealed. He's got you uh, literally tucked in his bosom. If you could believe him enough that that stuff is handled, he's got your family safe. What would you pray for? And as the Lord was bringing me this revelation, he was showing me that so many of us are praying what I call earth realm prayers. Lord, keep us safe. Lord, pay the light bill. Lord, whatever it is. And if we understood that we were to seek ye first the kingdom, not as an afterthought, but as our first thought, and his righteousness. Let's talk about righteousness. Righteousness does not mean goodness. Righteousness, I want you to write this down. Get out your phone, type it in your notepad. I don't care where you get it. Put it down because it's critical to taking the glass ceiling off of kingdom. When I asked the Lord, Lord, what is righteousness? He said, righteousness is the preordained, pre-established order of the kingdom of heaven. Righteousness is the preordained, pre-established order of the kingdom of heaven. So if we're seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the preordained, pre-established order, the already done order of the kingdom of God, of kingdom of heaven, it comes to earth in the kingdom of God. And trust me when I say, in due season, if you don't faint, God will open up the treasures of heaven. So today we're going to talk about the treasure map to the kingdom. And whoever's in charge of the slides, can you change it now, please? Okay, so we got that. What is the kingdom? What is righteousness? And today, it's about coming into, we've been talking about this, your rightful position. Not just in scripture, but in life. To rule, to reign, to pray from, to breathe from, to think from your position in the the heavenly realm at the right hand of the Father in Christ. I started praying into that about two and a half years ago, and the Lord was so excited that we are beginning to ask, Lord, what does it mean to sit on your throne at your right hand? What does that mean? I don't know how to do that. I can't even learn that from anyone in the earth. What does that mean? And so I want to talk about the treasure map to the kingdom of heaven. And when I asked about the key scripture for today, it's going to sound a little harsh. I have to tell you. But he gave me Matthew 7, 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there will be that will go in because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth into life and few there will be who find it. That scripture used to keep me up at night. And then it goes on to talk about 
Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And Jesus himself says, and then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, those who do iniquity. That's deep. So gone was my understanding that just accepting Jesus, as mighty and incredible as that is, was the end. I began to understand that that was the beginning. And that I did not want to be, I said, Lord, I do not want to be one of those on that day that's casting out in you. These people are working. Do you hear me? They are doing miracles in his name. They are casting out devils in his name. Well, then what, Lord, were they missing? And so I want to help us break that glass ceiling so we can inherit the kingdom of God. And inherit does not mean wait until you are no longer living. Inherit means access in the here and now to be fully resourced to walk into our co-joint inheritance with Jesus. That sounds so good. But how do we walk it out? I don't know about you all, but I had to pray for the patience of Jesus because I don't have any of my own. Lord, how can I be patient enough to walk this out? And I don't have time to waste because the vision you gave me is so big, it's going to take more than one lifetime. We're going to have to train up people to complete the vision. Are we on purpose? Do you know your kingdom assignment? I ask you, brothers and sisters, do we know who we are? So I want to talk about this pathway to the kingdom of heaven. And if you look at this slide, there's a little narrow path. That dot rep rec represents the narrow path. And here's the harsh reality. When I understood and read that in my own understanding, I thought that becoming a Christian automatically was the narrow way. And I have since come to understand, much to my shock amazement, an absolute mind-blowing, that you have a higher to go inside the body of Christ. That that scripture is to you and I that have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and now inside of that, we must find the narrow way. And the word disturbingly enough and awesomely enough says, and few there will be who find it. Whew. Lord, what must we do to be one of the few? That's a kingdom question. And so this first part represents our life. And when I was praying on this word, the Lord said, you're going to teach him the pathway. The Father said, I brought Jesus to the earth to illuminate the narrow path. And we're missing it. He gave it all to expose the narrow path. And it's hidden right in front of our faces. And so we live life, we're born into this earth presence. We have jacked up families. I don't know, it's just part of the thing. 
We all have some trauma. I don't care how much money you had, how much great it looked. There was trauma. It's just how God does because we have to heal it. It's part of the process, the human experience. And then we come to the cross. And I'm going to go through six steps today. So we are crystal clear. But before we come to the cross, there's something Jesus modeled for us. He knew his assignment. Wasn't an easy assignment. He had to give it all. He knew his assignment. And even Jesus had a moment. You ever had a moment with your assignment? Lord, are you sure? It's so big, you start thinking it's the devil. You're like, get me for No, this is you. You're hearing him correctly. You're supposed to change the world. You are supposed to change the world. Not just your household. Not just your family. I believe we're one of the first generations that get to partake in the fullness of the kingdom of heaven like never before. That's something I don't want to squander. We literally get to change the family tree. So if someone looked up on Ancestry.com, in 20 years, your face is going to be there. And it's going to be illuminated. And underneath it, I hope it says, this is the one who changed the family tree. This is the one who changed the generational blessing. This is the one who took us from the earthly inheritance of trauma in our family and struggle in our family. And this is the one that changed the trajectory of the generation. You are hearing God. It is you. It's not the one next to you. It's you. And it's not next week, it's now. And so you must know your assignment. And we know in Luke twenty two forty two, Jesus had a moment where he said, Lord, God, Father, are you sure I have to give it all? But nevertheless, let your will, not my will, be done. Do you know your assignment? That's the first step in the treasure map to finding the narrow way. And here's the good news, you guys. I want you to hear this as I teach it. The narrow way is not outside of you. There's not something you've got to go do something else to strive something else to have God reveal it to you. For the word says that the kingdom of God is neither here nor there. It is within. So I submit to you, where's my treasure map? Y'all leave it up. I need my treasure map. The treasure map is inside of you. That when God brought you from spirit into your mother's womb, into the earth, he planted in your DNA. The very pathway, the very answer we've been seeking is already inside of us. The Lord said to tell you today that you are the answer you've been seeking. He already put it in you. The question is, do we know how to access it? Know your assignment. If you don't know in a way that's written down, that's clear, you need to sit and go within and access the kingdom. And you sit there through your mind, freaking out and telling you all the to-do list tasks you haven't gotten to. And you sit there through what I call the itchy twitchies. 
Your back's going to hurt. Something hasn't hurt it since 1963 is going to start hurting. It just is. We even have to overcome ourselves to get to the narrow way. And then you're going to get to the silence. Sometimes it might take three weeks to sit again and again and again to get to the silence. And I mean that silence, it's so loud. Because on the other side of that, as he ushers you into the holy of holy he's placed within you, you begin to hear his voice. When you silence the words of the lies, when you silence the words of the stronghold spirits that got in, when you silence all the things of darkness, the only thing left is the word of the Lord. Before the cross, we must know our assignment. And it has nothing to do with age. God will redeem the time. And then the second step in this pathway, this treasure map to the kingdom of heaven is that cross. It's crucifixion. It is dying to self. The word talks about the kingdom being so valuable that any treasure we can conceive in the earth, it's worth giving it all up. I want you to imagine the most expensive fill in the blank you can imagine in the earth. The biggest earthly dream, the kingdom is worth more. And when I tell us it is worth everything, you got to be sold out for this thing. God highlighted a funny story to tell you guys. I'm not kidding. I'm about to put my business out there. So um, we're driving in this morning. And I remember back in the day when I was starting to date again. And I went to a, another church in, in Raleigh. And I got a word back. I was dating a gentleman. We were just building a friendship. And someone pulled him aside. I don't know who it is to this day. Someone pulled it aside. And he said, you want to watch out for Erica. And he's like, really? Why? And the man said to him, I don't know what man this was. He said it to me, him. Because she's really serious about God. He said she's too spiritual. I was like, talk about me, honey. Yes. Don't worry about what people say. It's none of your business. But what a wonderful rumor to have behind my back, isn't it? Watch out for Erica. She loves God so much. She's serious about this thing. I'm going to tell you how serious I am. My daughter's name is Kali. And I told her years ago, I said, Kali, if I do this thing right, you're never going to have a, bear, a body to bury. I said, I, I intend to transcribe. I said, I intend to pursue Jesus so much so that I become in his image and likeness and my body just can't sustain it anymore. And one day I will be there and one day I will not. And you'll just have to have a memorial service. And she looked at me and was like, Mama, you are absolutely crazy. I said, yes, I am. So this crazy woman's here to tell you today that we have to die to self. The word talks about in Matthew 16, or 1039, that we have to lose our lives in order to gain it. What does that mean? We have to die to self. If we died to self, we would stop having division in the body of Christ. If we died to self, we would stop having issues and could experience marriage the way it was designed. To be the manifested love of Christ in the earth for people. 
to be able to move into the true bride and groom relationship. If we would die to self, you will no longer be identified by your past. You will no longer be identified with what mom and daddy said you were, or aunt and uncle, or whoever it was that spoke the lies over us. It was somebody, I don't know who. And we will begin to come out of covenant with our past trauma and come into alignment with our kingdom identity. I call our past when we're trying to piece together and duct tape our, our, our identity from our past. I call it your horizontal identity. That's not what it's designed for. It was simply designed to equip you for your kingdom assignment. And the more you've been through, the better equipped you are. If God's going to take you high, he's got to dig you deep. He's got to make sure that nothing in the world can stop you. So if you've been through earthly hell, it's so you can get to kingdom heaven. Be encouraged today. It wasn't for you. It was for the people God intends for you to lead on this treasure map. And here's the rough, rough, rough truth. I ask God, I always ask God, how bad is it? How are we doing as a body? 98% of the body of Christ has not been crucified. We are still struggling with past identity. We're still struggling with ungodly beliefs. We're still struggling with past identity stuff. We've duct taped together our identity from our earthly realization. Today we take off the duct tape. I call it the Holy Spirit duct tape. Have you died to self? That's the second step. You must be crucified. We must not carry anything in the earth so we can inherit the fullness of the kingdom. I want you to go study Galatians 5, 20 through 22, because the Lord is very clear about those who shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And he's talking to the body of Christ. Number three, once we're crucified, we go down into the grave. And I asked the Lord, what is this three days about? Why are you in the grave three days? And what does it mean in the word when it says that you descended into the deeper parts of the earth? What does that mean? And I read, there's lots of theology and discussion about it. I have no idea how much time I have left, just for the record. So someone let me know, because I'm in it. So what does it mean to follow the pathway that Jesus walked for us? It means that we, once we are crucified, we got to go to the grave. But thank God it's for only three days. And those three days were about coming into oneness on day one with the Father. Day two with the Son. And day three with the Holy Spirit. But somewhere in there, Jesus set the pathway and the instruction. He said he had to descend to the deeper part of the earth where darkness lived, and he had to pull it up. And we wanna leave that part out. But here's what we have to do. For you and I, that looks like taking authority over the things of darkness that have snuck into our lives and snuck into our households and snuck into our marriages that we unknowingly have allowed because we got spiritual amnesia. We forgot who we are. That's why we must be in the earth, but not of the earth. 
As we watch these political debates, I submit to you that your citizenship is not in any of them. That we are of one party and it is called kingdom citizenship. And when we allow that earthly stuff to come in, we haven't fully done the work of the grave. So we must descend to ascend and take authority over everything that is not like Jesus in our lives. I want you to know that Jesus broke the power of Satan. Now it's up to you and I to get him off the earth. And we're praying to God to do the very things he said I've already authorized you to do. Take authority. Stand up. Get your lion's roar back. Stop playing small and remember who you are. I told you it was going to be a tough word today. And once we go to the grave and we connect in oneness with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you can't help but to kick out darkness. It has no right. You have zero tolerance. You're just like, I just, I can't do it. Drama doesn't even come your way. It's fabulous. You see it a mile away like, I see you this time. No. In this process, I forgot to say something really key in the crucifixion. We have to emotionally divorce from our earthly family. I didn't say you have to divorce in proximity. I said you have to divorce. You have to come out of spiritual covenant with your earthly family. We are going to be challenged to move away from, whether it's a physical move, whether it's an emotional move, but you must move away from so you can move into your kingdom family. I got the, I just praise God for it. I got to keep my family in proximity, but my identity doesn't come from them anymore. So when my dad says something crazy that used to just destroy me when I was a child, it's so fine. It's okay. It has nothing to do with me. And you're free. You got to be free from people to love on people. You got to be free from people to love people. You got to be free from people to lead people. If people get on your nerves, you are not free. The people that should be doing the most heart work are the leaders. And Catch the Fire is called to leaders. We are all called in the fivefold government of God. Our hearts have been through a lot. Do your heart work. So once you connect with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you've descended into the lower parts of the earth, you've taken authority, then the resurrection happens. And you're resurrected as the new you. This old stuff can't even touch you anymore. And that's where we usually park in the body of Christ. We're just so glad to be resurrected in Christ. And I remember the Lord breaking down this revelation to me. He said, that's not the finished work. That's just the process. He said, there's another step. And that is that you have ascended to the right hand of the Father in me. And we begin to have access to the kingdom of heaven. We begin to have increased access into the secrets and the mysteries. God is waiting to entrust you with his secrets. 
There are rooms in heaven with master keys and locks that are scriptural that will get you anything you need. But the problem has been we haven't followed the narrow path to access the fullness of the kingdom of heaven, to even access that book of life with your name on it, that blueprint with your name on it that already has the instruction laid out. That was God's design. Today we get back on the path and we take the glass ceiling off. So we can access the fullness of the kingdom of heaven and get our assignment so we can access that fullness. And I put a treasure up there, but it has nothing. It's about letting all that go so God can take the limits off what he can do for you. And I remember when I was struggling with this, I said, God, gosh, I'm just struggling with this. And he said, because you don't trust me. You're not convinced that if you let go of the crumbs you've been trying to eat from, that I've got more for you. You're not convinced that I have for you beyond what you can think or imagine. And I can think or imagine, y'all. God said, I have something beyond that. Do you believe me for the more? And the moment you believe me that I will do beyond what you can think or imagine, you will open your hands and stop crumb living. I had a moment, this was years ago, and I was really like, I was still under what I'm going to call today the glass ceiling. I was, under, I was like, there's more, Lord. There's more. I want it. Help me. And it was one of the few times in my life I heard the external audible voice of God. And it was the Father's voice. I don't know if you heard that. It was booming. He said, daughter, look up. I said, what? Daughter, look up. I was at home visiting. I always remember this. He said, daughter, look up. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? And he took me back in open vision and he showed me myself. And he showed me on my hands and knees, sucking up crumbs off of the floor. And I was so focused on the crumbs. He was telling me to look up. And when I looked up, I saw a table as far as my eyes can see set with a smorgasbord of kingdom goodies. But it seemed higher than I could reach on my own. And I was blown away, you all. I had spent so much time living. I jokingly say I have a PhD in chromology, in struggle and pushing, all that stuff. Like I got, the, I have the degrees. And that day God said, look up. You belong at my table. You have a place setting that I put inside of you that you bring to my table. And all that I have set before you is yours. It is my great pleasure, fear not. It is my great pleasure to give you the kingdom. But we have to let go of the crumbs. We have to let go of the earthly prayers. We have to let go of the fear and the unbelief and believe God that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. Not in just when we go to heaven at the end of our lives, but the right here, right now. So that treasure represents the kingdom of heaven. It represents the throne of God. I couldn't find a good picture, y'all. Sorry, that's the best I could do. But you get the visual. And that's your natural design. Narrow is the path, and few there will be who find it. Narrow
narrow is the path and few there will be who are willing to do the work. Narrow is the path and few there will be that are willing to let it go. But I present to you today, uh, Shannon said it he, he, in prayer time. He said, I saw when we came in, there were two angels standing by the door and they were changing everybody's garments. Shannon, I don't know where you are, I'm sharing your word. They changed everybody's, today you all, when you walk through that door, we came in in our tattered, crumb-like attire. And not only did he put on the garment of praise, he put on your kingly attire today. He changed your garment. It is not something you strive for. It is who you are. And the moment we make that connection, everything changes. And in due season, if we do not faint, all of these things will be added unto us. I'm not just talking about material things. The Lord told uh, my husband Anthony the revelation that the rest will be added unto us, the ease, the rest, the sleep, the rest, that we will be creating and manifesting kingdom with ease. That is one of the promises of kingdom. And so you have to be in your ascended position. Become the bride. We transist from being sons and daughters to being the bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish in the here and now so we can receive the fullness of what God has for us. In this room today, if every single one of us got on the narrow path, we began to seek God like never before. I don't care what's happening in the world. We understood our assignment. We said, yeah, God, I'll serve you no matter what, whatever the cost, I'm in. Jesus already gave his life, so most of us don't have to do that. Hallelujah. And I'll crucify. Lord, I'll, I'll die to self. Whatever it takes. I'll let go of my past identity. And Lord, I'll go to the grave for you. And I'll come into oneness with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will descend to the deepest parts of the earth. In other words, I will take authority over all the lower things, the darkness. And then I will ascend in Christ to the right hand of the Father. Every prayer, every action, every belief will come from that place. COVID cannot live in the kingdom of heaven. Lack cannot live in the kingdom of heaven. Anything that is of darkness cannot come with you in the ascension. And we will become the manifested kingdom. Your shadow is called to heal. We'll get through the course called Christianity 101 so we could get to the advanced teachings of the kingdom of heaven. God will reveal more and more and more revelation. So much so, we will with ease be able to walk out our assignments. And the full treasure, the full treasure of the kingdom of heaven will be ours. No hesitation, 
no apology, and no more playing small. So today the glass ceiling breaks. Today you leave here in your new garments. Today we pray kingdom prayers, and we learn to meditate on the word day and night. And God will begin to release the keys to the kingdom, one by one, and we will become a giant key ring that there's nothing of the earth that we can't do together. And we will take our rightful place in the fivefold government of God. And the earth will never be the same. Thank you.